Welcome to the TPH Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Chandler. This is episode number 12, and today we're going to talk to Lane Jones from Post Texas. Be sure, like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. Help us feed the algorithm. We appreciate y'all watching. I guess we'll just start with the question I ask everybody. Do you recall your first like successful stand? The I, one that hooked you. Well, as far as the one that hooked me, you know, I, I was probably on 14, 15 years old, but I do remember my very first coyote that I killed that, uh, you know, another guy, a buddy of my dad's actually called him up for me. And I was, man, I bet I was, I may have been like 10, 10 or 11. And uh, what was the craziest thing about that was the fact that it was, I shot him with a Colt AR-15 with a peep sight, if you can imagine that. <laughs> but uh, that was the first time I, I ever actually shot a coyote um, that was called up. And then uh, as far as my first successful stand on my own, that was, yeah, like I said, it's probably about 14 years old or so, 13 or 14, um, cassette caller um, is what I probably was using at that time a good old yellow hammer woodpecker that everybody used yeah um and then once uh you know once i kind of got hooked on it i had some uh really close family friends in colorado city um guy that actually he, he had married my cousin years ago and i got to know him when i was you know nine or ten years old and him and his dad were were very very involved in trapping and calling and and his dad and himself they they uh make their own hand calls and they're Man, they're, they're just made out of, like, PVC and those little plastic pocket yeah. calendars, you know, you get. That's yeah. that's what they cut for the reed, and they're, they're ridiculous. They're ridiculously good, but I started using one of those, started having a lot more success, um, still used a cassette, you know, player, of course, um, and then it just kind of kept developing past that. Um, right. But uh, in all honesty, those guys uh, kind of took me under their wing, and like I said, he's still a – one of my very best friends there is, and him and his dad, uh, last name Stenson, they're from Colorado City. Anybody that's kind of from that area knows the Stensons, Billy and Joe Stenson, but they, uh, they're they really the ones that taught me probably 90, 90% of what I know about varmint hunting. You know, of course, you learn something every year, something yeah. new. If yeah. you're not learning something, it gets bored. Right. And uh, trying to figure, the, by the time you think you've got everything figured out on that, something pops up or they'll, they'll trick you. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, you know, roll with it, try to learn a few things on your own. But as far as just, uh, you know, the general concept of it and using the wind and, and reading the animal and uh, setting up, all of that stuff, I, I learned from those guys and then just kind of uh, kept on, you know, going from there. Yeah. So you grew up around, did you grow up in Post? I did. Born and raised there all 46 years of my life. I still can't. It's I find it hard to believe that you're 46 for some reason. I don't know. Well, I you know, fortunately, I get that a lot more often than I do. You know, someone mistaking me to be 50 or something. But, so that's that's always positive, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, graduating post and just stayed around. I did. Um, did you go to I, college or anything? I or? did not. Um, you know, I um, I married when I was 16. Um, my wife, she don't want me to go into a lot of details on that, but uh, we, I'm, we married at a very young age, um, had a daughter uh, when I was uh, 16, so it doesn't take Einstein to figure all that out. Right. Uh, she's grown now, and I've got two uh, strapping little grandsons that I'm pretty excited about, um, but I graduated high school there, and I uh, actually graduated um, a year early. Since I got married, I went ahead and doubled up and graduated a year early. And uh, graduated, I guess, in uh, 93. Yeah, Sydney was born in 92. I graduated in 93, in May of 93. And in December of the same year, I went to work for TxDOT. And uh, that's where I've been, with the exception of a little two-and-a-half-year hiatus. I left and went to the oil field for a little bit. Um, but I had the opportunity to go back to TxDOT, and uh, so I did. Um and I was, uh, I'd planned on going back at some point because my manager at the time, I knew he was going to retire. He just retired sooner than I expected. But yeah. it, it worked out. I've been back there now since 2015, I guess. Um, I'm blessed with a great group of guys. It's a great organization, and I'll, I'll be eligible to retire from there in about 
three and a half years. Sweet. Yeah. Looking forward to that. You know, I don't know that I'll really retire at that time, but, you know, everybody says once you get to that point, it's just a whole different, you think you're going to retire and then you might get to that point and be like, ah, you know, I think I'll stick around. But, but I can guarantee if I, if I do have something else in place at that time, um, it would be hard to keep me around because, you know, at that time I'll be 50 and I could still have another career of some kind if I wanted to or chose to. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Do some more predator hunting maybe. Yes, sir. Start teaching the grandkids. Yes, sir. For sure. <laughs> so what do you do over there at Texas Dollar? Um, We've got a... Uh, Are you the person I can call about the slowness of this bridge over here? Unfortunately not. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Thank And thank goodness, because uh, I get that all the time. We're not associated with the maintenance side. We're actually with uh, Support Services Division. And basically what we have is a, a huge warehouse. It's a, They call them a regional distribution center mm-hmm. there's only three of them in the state and anything that you see on the side of the road whether it's a sign a signpost delineator um the hard hats all the ppe that them guys use shovels tools everything comes from us and we service 114 of those maintenance sections out of our distribution center um, gotcha so it's it's a really cool deal a lot of uh, uh shipping and receiving which you're familiar with right for sure but uh, yeah, it's 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 a cool deal. It's um, it's been a blessing for my family, and you know, just like I said, the guys that I've got working with me are are really good. We've got uh, we also run the sign shop. Um, I manage it. It's in Lubbock, and the sign shop basically builds all of the special order signs. Aside from your, you know, you get your what they call your ready to erect signs, which are your stops, yields, fifty fives, all those, and then you have those specialty signs that might be whether it's distance from here to there or you know us 83 something like that some of those are all built by the sign shop and they they service all the same sections we do plus they ship everything we'll or we ship everything down all the way to like far corpus christi del rio all, all yeah. the way down in there so yeah it's a it's a neat deal and when you really step back and look at the you know the broad spectrum of how much um you actually how much service you provide to all those sections yeah. it's a pretty cool deal we're, yeah. we're pretty proud of it that's good. Yeah. So, you know, you caught in your first coyote yourself when you was 14, is that what you said? Yeah, you know, and my my memory's not super great, but uh, <laughs> it was it was in my early teen years um, when I called my first one in by myself probably. I, actually, you know, it's, it's a funny story because I can remember I had been going down there to Colorado City and going tagging along with Joe and, and Billy Bob because they were um, – that was – Lord, that was back in, I guess, the mid-80s, late-80s when I was yeah. going down there. And, of course, furs back then, you know, were crazy. Yeah. And uh, Joe and, and Billy both, I think at the time, worked for a tree light, some, you know, one of those treating companies. I know Joe did because um, I'd always tag along with him. But they they trapped uh, and made a, a heck of a side living yeah. you know, trapping and just hunting varmints because back then you know for a fox and a coon i think they were you know a bad one was worth 25 30 bucks and for yeah. a, a little you know shitty kind of cat they were 100 125 yeah um, so i even had my own little trap line when i was like 12 i remember <laughs> i remember having a little trap line and and when i got done you know i, I went and bought me a new pair of brown ropers that's what i bought with my money man <laughs> Some ropers. You bet. You bet. God, I didn't even heard anybody talk about ropers in a long time. That was the first thing I bought with my <laughs> trapping money, man. I remember the first bobcat I ever caught is me and a buddy of mine, and I was uh, I was in fifth grade, I think. And uh, it, it kind of freaked me out because I'd never even killed a bobcat to that point, you know, yeah. and uh, caught one in a trap. And, man, I thought I was, I thought I was big shit then. <laughs> but, uh, no, it just uh, – the very first one that I remember caught, and I didn't shoot him, and you're going to laugh at this, but it was me and my dad and a, another buddy of his. We used to go, you know, hunt rabbits all the time. That's what, what they'd done. They'd, they might drink a few cold beverages, you know, yeah. but I, I was always in the back of the, it was an extended tech cab uh, Toyota. That's how, I mean, it was a little bit. And it was, you remember how little it was in the back yeah. of them. I had that little side seat, and I'd sit back there, and they'd just drive around, spotlight rabbits, and we'd shoot them, and, remember seeing this a cow run across and uh, they said hey that's a cow and so i climb out the window and like sit there and this this cow is probably 
you know, he's 80 yards or so. And I had seen Billy and Joe smooch them up, you know, so I bail out with a 22 and I'm like, oh yeah. And I start smooching this thing. Well, he breaks and he's running right to the truck. Scared the piss out of me. I I was trying to get back in the truck and dad was laughing. He's like, well, where are you going? And I don't know. It just kind of freaked me out, I guess. But needless to say, that wasn't my first dispatch cow that I called up (laughs) because I climbed back in the truck. But, uh. The first, the first one that I, I can honestly remember calling up on my own was with one of those hand calls, and uh, I was with the same buddy of my dad's out there in the oil field, and he had just kicked me out. And, um, you know, back then, those guys, they just kick you out, and you go, you know, shoot something or whatever. Nobody yeah. really cared. And uh, I called one up, and I shot him with a bolt-action twenty-two Magnum, a Marlin, open, yeah. open sights. Yeah. And that, that was after – at that point – when I seen I could kill one with a twenty two Magnum that I called up myself, that's when it all like yeah. kind of got crazy for me, and I, I really started digging it then and hunting a lot, and then trying to go every chance I got. And and my dad, he worked all the time in the oil field, so he didn't have a lot of time. So that's where, you know, like I said, Joe and Billy just kind of took me under their wing down there and kind of taught me everything that I know about that. And mm-hmm. and that's actually who I originally started the contest hunting with with was was them i think i you know they had a couple of contests there around post and uh that's when i was in high school my last year of high school i think and we tried to get in them a time or two me and a buddy and that that didn't work out so well because uh we we uh we got our asses handed to us (laughs) some of them guys around home there even they were even back then there were some that were they were pretty salty yeah and um they they give us a spanking pretty good, and then when me and Joe and Billy started hunting together, it was kind of it was a different kind of deal. That's when it really opened up, and we started uh, started off at Graham, you know, way over there. Well, Snyder actually, uh, Jason Bynum used to put on a contest down there mm-hmm. uh, years ago, and uh, we got in it and done pretty well a few times, and just kind of got the you know got the hunger for it and started yeah. going. We we realized that we could compete. And so we just started going, and we we done, we competed. I mean, yeah. if we were a, if we were in it, and they you know everybody knew knew it. If that makes sense, I mean, right? They, they were just they were good, but Billy was, it was different back then. Billy Bob would kind of, he would run the call. Mm-hmm. He was just one of them old school guys that could. I mean, hell, he built the call, so he knew you know he'd pick out his good ones, and he'd he'd run the call, ninety um, percent of the time. Joe would shoot, run the rifle 90% of the time, and I was on the ground with a shotgun, you know, most of the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were they were good. We had, we had some good times. I mean, we, you know, there was quite a few times we put up over 20. Matter of fact, I can remember <clears throat> years ago we went to, when San Angelo first kind of started kick, kicked off, and I don't think it was even called a big cat. It was something else they had down there. Me and uh, Joe and Billy entered up with uh, Kobe Slaughter. He, he really just come down to his ranch, and Joe had got to know him somehow. So we all uh, went down there, and then uh, 19 hours down there running straight-up hand calls, we shot 36 coyotes and a cat. That's a hell of a, a, hell of a day right there. It's a, it, it, was, it was unreal. Um, I'm, and there was – you know, that country over there is way different from what we hunt. So yeah. we, we'd stop in the crossroads and, and call and – and, uh, hell, you shoot something 150, 200 yards out there, if you don't pay attention, you can't find the damn thing. Yep. And there were stands where we were killing, you know, four or five, but mm-hmm. we might not only get two or three of them yeah. back to the truck. You know, we wasn't – we hadn't done it really enough, to be honest, to understand that, you know, you just go ahead and send somebody out, and, and yeah. it's not going to affect nothing. Yeah. Um, we, we learned that later on, and uh, if we'd have known that back then, I don't know how many we would have – I feel like we would have easily gotten over forty back to the truck, right? And that, and that was in nineteen hours of hunting. Yeah. And uh, what yeah. you know, what kind of light was y'all running back then? One like this? That one right back there behind you. <laughs> Joe and Joe and Billy are actually ones. That's what they used, and yeah. it's a it's a GE forty five oh nine light is what it is. And uh, L Joe still uses them. They I tried to get him on some of these others, and he's 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 old school like somebody else I know, kind of. <laughs> and. Uh, he uh, he threw that damn thing down, and he went back to that. Yeah, and they still they he's got a buddy that he hunts with now, and they I think they won the they won that big coon pot uh, year before last, maybe one time. Yeah, but uh, 
what what kind of rifles you know when stuff started getting more serious for y'all what kind of rifles were y'all running then um me and joe ran 22 250s joe joe ran the 22 250 he's the one that i'll come up with the load that you're mm-hmm. familiar with that i love so much yeah. um i was shooting uh just a remington 700 classic that i actually bought from him he you know he allowed me to buy my first one from him uh, his dad would usually run a 22 250 but he had a 223 that he would carry yeah. a couple times and uh we had a, a situation one night to where after that time uh, billy wasn't allowed to bring a, 20, a 223 anymore <laughs> um it, it got pretty comical and pretty pretty verbal out there sometimes if there was a mistake <laughs> but needless to say that was the last time billy brought a 223 with us but um joe's always shot a two a 22 250 i've always obviously shot a 22 250 yeah. I, I really do like the creed i know you think i don't but I, <laughs> I i really do like that creed more it's just uh man it's a it, it's just something to get used to um yeah. i used it uh, i made myself use it a couple of contests uh just to get more used to yeah. it and uh man it, it shoots lights out I, there's no doubt about that it's just a. I'm a little guy, you know, and getting up and in and out of my rack with that thing is almost, uh, it's almost, it takes quite a bit of effort on my part. And I've got a damn rotator cuff now that's partially torn. So that doesn't help. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the grandpa of the group. Supposedly, so. <laughs> when did y'all start? When did y'all move out of the back of pickup and start moving in racks? Uh, yeah. Well, when, uh, when I was hunting with the, the Stensons, they had a rack. Uh, the original one man that damn thing was it was dangerous it was just a it was just a little old single seat and it was basically they had a, a frame maybe half as wide as this table that it sat on and um well it, it may have been about the size of this table because you could barely walk around it but i mean barely walk around yeah. it. and it was basically on the bottom of that chair they had a, a huge bolt welded to it and then the nut is what it went into <laughs> i ain't shitting you and so but there's no telling how much stuff yeah. that was killed out of that thing yeah. and it just had a little simple you know rest that come across there and it was uh you know back then it was fancy yeah but oh, uh, yeah. It, it was a killing machine there's i wish i had a, a dime for every critter they killed out of that thing because yeah. they were but joe, joe was he was he's one of those guys that's just uh he's a really he's just a marksman you know yeah. those guys and i mean jc's a marksman he's the same same way you put any gun in jc's hand and he's he shoots it well and there's guys that are just like that mm-hmm. um, and so we, we never had uh we never had issues with you know misses or anything and you know to be honest i've been fortunate uh, me and jc that's you know knock on wood we that's probably the best part of our game is that i we might take a little bit longer than some guys because I remember Billy, he used to always get impatient with me when I was behind the gun. <laughs> he, he was, you know, waiting, waiting, he, and he'd try to hurry me up, but I always waited for the, you know, the right opportunity, yeah. take the right shot. And uh, it might, I don't, I don't know that it's really cost me anything before right. as far as killing them, but uh, we, 95% of the stuff that we shoot at comes in, it gets in the truck. Yeah. You know? I mean, if it, if we miss anything that's, not moving it's it's rare and we're just you know it's not because i'm a marksman or nothing by no means but we just over over years and time of doing it you just kind of figure out you know you know how to read the animal and know when he's mm-hmm. gonna jet and yeah. uh, so if if they're fixing a jet we might be a little bit quicker on it but normally you can you can read them pretty well right so about what year you think that was when y'all kind of swapped to the rack um as far as you recall when i started hunting with the stensons yeah uh, um oh man i was i was fresh out of high school so i was 17 probably when we were using that and we used it for quite a few years and then um then joe up and built the uh ring of fire you know i was gonna get to that yeah and that's uh, that's where i i I stole joe's design like i said i (laughs) everything that uh that i've I, i owe a lot of you know what i know about varmint and that's that's to those guys i've you know we've we've both went on our own paths uh since you know as far as the hunting goes i still he's still one of my best friends and we still um see each other a lot but uh yeah we just uh we don't hunt with any more each other anymore he was in alabama for a while working and mm-hmm. and then uh, you know just you know how hunting is man yeah. it can it can uh you have to be real i'm really particular who i hunt with just because of uh, 
it almost cost me one of my best friends in my life just because of you know dumb stuff right and so I, i'm not gonna let that get in the way again I, i'm pretty particular what happened there or do you want to talk about it? no it was it was just uh it, it wasn't nothing crazy i mean it was just uh me and him had a you know it's just personality deals is all it right. was yeah. i i went and and uh um Went and hunted on a, on a guy's place one time that probably that I shouldn't have uh, to get a couple of fox that I was mm-hmm. needing. And, and there was already, there had already, I was already just a little upset because I was really wanting to keep hunting the gram hunt. And, and that's the, during the period of time when, you know, when we started hunting the gram hunt, we was just, we were smoking them. I mean, we yeah. were, we went over there the first three we entered over there, we won. Yeah. And then they changed the rules. They were like, all right, well now everybody on the west side of 180, is in the West Division. Everybody on the east side of 180 is in the East Division. Well, hell, there's like six teams out of 80 right. that's in the West Division. Yeah. Well, the only good thing about that was that they, when they done that, they made it made a Calcutta also. So X amount of money went into the Calcutta, and that was kind of a winner-take-all. Mm-hmm. And that was between both divisions. So we were still able to do all right with that and win the Calcutta. Well, they wanted to change the rules again. So then they went to uh, uh, eight, I think it was an eight animal limit is yeah. what they'd done. And it was, so these guys started rolling in with cats. Oh, uh, and some of the guys that still hunt some of these hunts. Oh, um, Joe Ross Jameson and Philly Arizona, them guys, they were they were smoking them. Eight, eight cats, eight cats. And there were three or four teams show up with eight cats. Well, hell, we couldn't even compete. Not in right. the country we were in. Yeah. And so, but I was still wanting to hunt, you know, I was just still wanting to go, 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 go. And, and he wasn't wanting to, and, you know, and then it, one thing leads to another. And, uh, I get a, a another buddy, uh, Roger Doherty. He started hunting with me and, his, uh, we call him Sparky and, uh, another good guy, good hunter. And he, he was new to it kind of when, when he started hunting with me. And so, uh, we went down and, uh, man, I, 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 I begged Joe to go with me and, and, uh, he was in Alabama at the time too, I guess, and it, I don't know. It all kind of runs together. But me and what I done was I went and bought a uh, a damn WT. Yeah. And man, I was I, I didn't even tell my wife I bought that thing at the time <laughs> because we were you know we were young and yeah. we didn't have a pot to piss in at the time. And I go you know spend almost five hundred dollars on yeah. an e collar. Hell, she would have she I would have come back with clothes on the <laughs> porch if I'd have done that and she'd known about it. But uh we took that thing and we me and Sparky entered a contest in Abilene and it had limits on all the animals. I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but we we killed we quit killing cats around home at ten because and I think the limit was like six or eight. Yeah. But we just we was like, Oh hell kill them, you know, we didn't have enough sense not to then. Yeah. Obviously. But um the only thing we needed was some a uh, couple of gray fox, and uh, you know I was I didn't know who else to call, and I called one of our mutual friends, and I shouldn't have. Looking back on it, shouldn't have done that, uh, but I did, and he he gave me permission on a place down there that um, you know that probably Joe and them hunted, and right. uh, and we went down there and shot a few, and then I I called and told him about it, and you know it's uh, I don't hold it against him, he don't hold it against me, but it's one of them deals where I probably shouldn't have went and and you know at the same time you know maybe shouldn't have gotten so upset with me but we agree agreed to disagree about it but uh yeah i love him and he loves me now and he's he's my best uh one of my best buds so um he still hunted he hunts with me every now and then you know mm-hmm. well and i still go down and see him and we you know we have a good time good relationship but it's just one of those things that's why i said i'm i'm super particular about who i hunt with because i don't yeah. want i don't want no shit like that happening again. right you know yeah. whether it's whether it's my fault his fault both both of us you know and there's there's no sense in that and there's there's a lot more things in life than losing a, a friend over some damn hunting right you know, so yeah and it for sure happens a lot nowadays it does <laughs> it does with well and then you throw the whole land deal into it yes and, man it, it gets really crazy i'm just uh there where I'm at, I'm I'm super blessed with the the properties that I've got, um, and I'm I'm going to be more involved now with a place that's uh, that I've been on for for years. But um, we we had a really close friend of ours pass, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're aware, and and I, I'm going to be more involved with that. So I feel like I'm going to be able to have a little bit more, um, you know, 
I don't want to say say so in it, but I'll, I'll probably get a few more opportunities to varmint hunt that place and right. some of the surroundings. But even without that place, so I, I, you know, I've I've got plenty and just have to kind of piece them together to whatever contest I'm yeah. hunting yeah. kind of deal. When did you and JC get hitched up? Uh, so me and Sparky had hunted together for a couple of years, and uh, um, JC, <clears throat> I was about. I want to think I was about 21, 22 years old. So JC would be, you know, he's high school, um, 16, 17. Um, I won't even go into the story of how we kind of met or anything because my wife wouldn't like that either. But <laughs> we, uh, we, we, become, we come to know each other through some mutual friends, and he, he, he liked hunting, I liked hunting. We just got to talking, and then once he – Got out of high school. I think he went off to, you know, he went off to school for a little bit. And then when he came back um, is when we really started. I'd, I had uh, gotten the opportunity to go deer hunting um, on their, their place a time or two. And I took advantage of that. And and uh, once I started going out there, kind of knowing everybody a little bit better than, uh, you know, J.C., he started hunting with me and Sparky is, is mm-hmm. how that all developed. And, and man, we were uh, – us three guys, we were, we 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 won a we made a lot of money doing that for yeah. about four or five yeah. years. Um, um, that's how we got to know Clay. You know, we yeah. was always is a there was a about six or eight teams that were always in that Graham hunt over there. And back then, yeah. you know, Graham was the granddaddy of them all, and it'd have you know, yeah. hell anywhere from fifty to you know, I, I remember it getting up over a little over a hundred teams, I think, a time or two, and uh, it it was a really fun time. They you know, again, you had to watch the the rules always they tried to change them to suit the local guys and i understand that i mean hell they because they had guys they they wanted to keep all of them around but uh we went over there and and uh we were always teasing one another about the uh polygraph test because man that's i don't know how many polygraph tests we've taken it done used to excuse me used to it it bothered me man i, I would almost make shit up in my head you know <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah. i'm so concerned about uh I don't want to be one of those guys that goes over there and flunks a polygraph right. or some BS. Because uh, we seen that happen at Graham one time. Some guys showed up and nobody knew them. Like, who are these guys? And they they were winning until they flunked a polygraph. And then when they took off, they was peeling out, run over their pile of coats and left. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a sight to behold. Uh, Clay and them was there. Hell, he remembers it too. But uh, I don't I don't want to be one of those guys that, that – uh, you know fails on some bs stuff so i was always super nervous about it and then and now shit the older i've got i'm like ah, i ain't you know, right because i ain't gonna do nothing i've done that so long now if, if everybody don't know that i'm not gonna do anything stupid then they don't they don't know me at all right i just uh i just man i, I just love the competitiveness so yeah. i've got to do something to compete i i rodeoed for years and was just okay at that and uh, i don't know it's, it, it's also something that just kind of I don't know, helps me hang on to my youthfulness, if that makes any sense. You know, yeah. if, I feel like if I can go out there and, and some of these times when JC doesn't go with me, if I can go out there and, you know, take people's money hunting by myself, man, that just, there's, I, I tell everybody, they're like, uh, why do you do that? And I was like, man, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a competitive deal, but it's also like a personal, uh, check for right. each yeah. year. I, I just want to know that I can still go out you know, hunt a 24-hour contest, drive all the way to the turn-in, drive all the way back by myself, and just me do it. And, yeah. But I, I do like to win money doing it. I yeah. mean, this year wasn't <laughs> worth a damn for me. Uh, I didn't do anything but pay everybody else's winnings this year. But, you know, that's how it goes. And you yeah. know, the good thing is this is the first year that I can remember doing that in forever. So, yeah, you know. Well, them, uh, I just can't imagine doing it by myself. Because I'm the type – when we start, I'm I'm in it. But as soon as daylight the next day rolls around, because everybody else will like take naps and all that. As soon as daylight next day rolls around, I'm done. Yeah, I'm getting in the truck. I'm going to sleep. Y'all can take over from here. <laughs> I just there's no way. Which we also hunt typically hunt pretty good ways off from like Angelo and all that. There's just no way I could because once I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I understand. I've, I've, you know, and and that's that's okay because there's, you know, I've, I've got plenty of guys that I've hunted with, and you know, we all try to. If I'm hunting with somebody, obviously we all try to get a nap. 
you know, unless unless I'm hunting with my daughter, then I, I know I'm not going to get a damn nap. You know, I, I got to <laughs> let let her get her a nap. And, um, but you know, I've uh, shoot last year, year before last, I hunted a contest. Everybody said I was crazy, and I I didn't believe them until I was on the way home after <laughs> after being finishing fourth out <clears> of <throat> you know, and they paid three places, and I finished fourth and and missed the big coon by like literally six ounces i believe but i drove all the oh. way um i think they call it bremond down the other side of waco oh my lord yeah well, no. I, I hunted <laughs> i hunted and uh and it was a challenge that you know and that's yeah. part of the reason i've done it but i, I really felt like that i could uh, i was like shit man i'm we got big old coons i'll, I'll win this thing <laughs> you know but i'll kiss your ass i didn't i didn't shoot a coon that night that was over i think my big coon was like just a hair under 18 pounds but uh you know i drove all the way down there and uh i really thought i at least still had a shot to place and the the one of the last guys that came in knocked me out of third place which oh. which at that point hell it wouldn't have done nothing but pay my fees and my fuel right. maybe but it would have still been you know a feel-good moment at least yeah i, I, I was robbed of that but <laughs> that was a that was a long drive home i, I literally had to leave the ranch uh, north of post at four o'clock to make the 10 o'clock turn in Oh my God! No. So, uh, nope. Yeah, but it's you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't do it because uh, I don't have any sense. Uh, I'm sure a bunch of people think that. I, I just, it's, it's the way I kind of keep myself in check, man. Yeah. And I just, uh, everybody's, you know, like Clay. Hell, Clay will drive clear across the damn country and hunt all those contests. No now I ain't doing that, but, uh, but I will hunt one by myself and and drive four or five hours to a turn in if I yeah. if I think I've got a legitimate shot. And I, right. I don't, I don't enter anything if I don't feel like i've got a shot at winning the whole deal yeah you know as far as yours and jc's contest go you know obviously y'all work really well as a team what's the best night of killing coyotes that you can recall because I, I know y'all had a big night seemed like yeah it's been about five six yeah, years I was ago gonna say, it, it was like, it was with with our friend danny that we lost this last year it was out there um yeah, we had a good night. We had, uh, I think we killed 30, 35 or 36 coats and three cats or four yeah. cats that so night. I think it was 36. I think it was 36 and three. Isn't in in that the night y'all just quit shooting them? Because y'all like, no. Or was that another night I'm thinking of? No, nah, you talking about. Coats go. Oh, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, when we didn't bring everything back, yeah, yeah that was me and JC. We, <laughs> why do you have to bring up old shit, Wade? Man, you got you got Palmer and all those guys listening. They're laughing their ass off right now because every time we're together, they have to bring that up. So, oh. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and tell the damn story. A few of them know it already, but me and JC are in the – it's the San Angelo deal. It's been, I don't know, three or four years ago, I guess, and – course at, at that point you know it was the march contest yeah you know january and february nate and those guys they roll in smoke everybody so yeah. we're like you know what's the point yeah, what's, exactly because we just didn't have the numbers i mean yeah we're we're uh there's certain times obviously when we do have the numbers and we'll compete but man we just haven't had those kind of numbers in, in a while so there's no need in doing it so we knew that we had to have our five coats obviously to get our cat qualified and this is back before they had, before they went to the format where they're paying five right. cats, yeah. and so the, yeah. the side pots were way sub higher, substantial, way very, higher. very, very much higher. So uh, we go out and we shoot our five cats, and I mean our five dogs, and we're, uh, you know, obviously at this point just looking for a big cat and, and shooting cats, and we shot four more coyotes that night, and we didn't even throw them in the truck. Two of them we had to move out of the road. Like, we're driving, and we're like, hey, get that some bitch. You know, so we just move it out of the road. And uh, so we would we killed nine. And we yeah. get down there, and uh, eight coyotes won <laughs> the pot for ten grand for $10,000. I don't even know. Lord, I don't even know if my wife knows that story. I'm pretty, pretty sure she does because uh, I was – I know I was in a foul mood for a while, but that was a uh, – that was a quiet ride home. <laughs> and it was, you know, we were both responsible, but hell, you know, we just knew Nate and Casey and yeah. them was going to roll in with another 20 or 25 like they always yeah. do. So we were just like, ah, hell, ain't no need in throwing them in the truck. But I guarantee you there's not anything that's shot that don't go in the back of the yeah. truck now. That's yeah. just uh, 
a and, good learning lesson. Yes, it was. <laughs> you know, and and before that, when me and JC and Sparky were hunting together, there was a there was a period of time there where we didn't go to turn-ins um, because we didn't think we had enough. Yeah, and um, it it cost us. Uh, substantial amount of money i think we added it up and i think it was you know it, it was between five and ten thousand dollars that it cost us one year because we didn't go back and so mm -hmm. from that point on um that's where my hard-headedness kicked in and i'm like i don't i don't give a rat's ass what i've got i'm going to turn in if i qualify yeah. for something i'm going back to turn in yeah and so you know sometimes jc's not so uh <laughs> positive about that but uh but the last time that me and him uh and danny actually hunted i believe uh, we were at the ranch and he was like, I don't know. I was like, we're going to turn in JC. I don't care. You know? <laughs> and he, he kind of puffed up a little bit. Oh, JC did. And, but we go and, uh, hell, we went like 1300 at Snyder. We didn't win yeah. it, but we won second, I believe. And then ended up winning another side pot there at post. Cause they were on the same weekend. So he, uh, I got to the, we got to the turn in. We was over there and after the time had expired and I knew we had won. And I just, of course, you know, during them contests, we're just menthols, right? You know, trying to <laughs> we 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 smell. Everybody's like, "Oh, you got to watch what everything what you smell like." Hell, we smell like menthols, and we still kill them. So, but uh, he took a big old long puff off of his menthol, and I just looked at him and grinned. And he's like, "I know, damn it, I know." <laughs> so going back to that uh, one good night y'all had, when did it? Which that. Was it that year that everybody had fantastic years, or was it prior no, yeah. to that? Because I know, I know, as far as like when I first started paying attention to contest, y'all was kind of the first people that I had heard of killing that many. Like you know, everybody's like, "Damn," you know. But then it seemed like, well, the numbers were super up for the next couple of years. It seemed like, yeah. Then it just went up from there, like all the way up to Casey and Nate. Names like. 76 or whatever the hell it yeah, was yeah it's crazy uh you know what was that night what did it start was it all day on or did it start in the middle of the night or how'd that go for you man you know i th i think by the uh the from noon when we started until dark which you know that time of year probably what, six right we'd shot 14 so we were having a good afternoon yeah and and that's where we can you know we that's where we can kind of get a leg up if we're ever having to compete against these guys out west real close and it's real close, that's where we kind of hope to uh, have a pretty good um, advantage on them before dark mm -hmm. is, is our numbers. Because um, they, they'll just, obviously, they they killed piss out of them at night. But we uh, we had 14 by dark that time, I believe. So that was that was great. And, and it just kept on. I mean, through the night, it was just steady. I yeah. mean, it, it was yeah. just steady. We, um, JC's memories were a lot better than mine. But I think – that entire night we we had maybe i don't know i'd maybe a half a dozen dry stands that's all yeah and and we're uh you know and we're not calling an extremely long amount of time uh about 15 minutes you know unless right. we've got something that's that we've seen and looking for then we'll stick around a little bit longer but uh normally about 15 minutes is has always been our cut off i guess right some some make them a lot shorter. Some make them a lot longer. I'm not yeah. sitting around for 30 minutes. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I don't have the patience to do that. But uh, yeah, it was just a, it was just a good solid night, and we didn't really have to change up sounds much. Everything was coming just really good. You know, just one of those nights, and yeah. it, was, it was great. But but there was a I can remember way back when when me and JC first broke 20. Um, man, that particular year. And I don't, man, wait, I don't know if it was the same year as that or not, but uh, there was one year that me and JC, I think we killed in excess of 20, like three contests, mm -hmm. which is for around home. That's, that's, that's right. getting it. I mean, cause, yeah. and, and the numbers were just good and everything was just coming, you know, it's just, I don't know what the deal was this year. The last couple of years has been really tough. Yeah. You know, I, I've managed to, um, you know, win some pretty good money in some of those stringer hunts. I'm, I'm not a, super fan of the stringer hunts but i've just learned to uh I, I i've learned to use the contest for the country that i've got you know and and i just have to do that so right um i always have hell trying to find a fox it's always yeah. a pain in the ass for me over there around home I've, I've got a few little spots now but it's just uh you know they're good for for one or two and uh there's so many of them stringer hunts now that uh that uh 
I have to be careful not to shoot out what few fox that I've got over there. Right. But yeah. But those uh those twenty plus a night, those we haven't seen one of those in a little while. I, I miss <laughs> those. Oh, everybody loves to have them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's with me and JC. It's just uh, I don't know how long we've just hunted. Um, I'm not sure if he's hunted. I think he hunted with you one time in a deal yeah, a few years back. And I don't know other than you know is one or one or two times entering something. It's usually me and him. I mean, if he's hunting, it's he's, yeah. he's hunting with me. Now I've I've got a, a buddy uh, there in post that I've started hunting one or two with a guy by the name of Rocky Gomez. He's got to give him a shout out. He's a good he's a good hunter. He's solid, you know. And uh, it's just hard to get used to it, me and him both because he he usually hunts with another guy, a good mm-hmm. buddy of his. And it's when you, if you don't hunt with each other all the time, you everybody's got different ideas and. Yeah. That's another reason I don't hunt with a whole lot of people. Um, yeah. I hunt pretty much. It's it's me and JC. I hunt with Rocky a time or two a year, and then John Cadell. And of course, mm-hmm. John's been around the game for forever. He's yeah. he's one of the old school, you know, guys from ground that we've known for years. He's a great hunter, great shot, good guy. He I always tell him he makes all the rest of us husbands look like we're just totally useless. He's such a good dad and good husband. He's a good guy. <laughs> So I try not to hang around that guy too much. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, me and him on the hand call deal when uh, like the second or third year that Sterling had it, and uh, we've tried hunting it another time or two. We just it's we've had terrible weather and Lee and those guys just hammers. So yeah, but uh, it's when when you hunt with someone as long as me and JC have it's it's uh, it turns into efficiency mm-hmm. more than it does you know course you gotta you gotta be a good shot you gotta have good shooters obviously yeah. but but you know we never have to utter a word yeah to one another and we can crawl up in the in the rack um uh especially in the you know when we was hunting out of that ring of fire you could just lay your gun across there a certain way and you could just lean over on it and go to sleep you know so we'd, <laughs> we'd whoever the shooter was would go to sleep and we'd you yeah. know the other guy run the call on the light and if something's coming in we just reach over and gently you know tap on the guy and it's funny because, hell, we would both be sound ass asleep, and you know, and the other guy tapping, you just get up and you just you look, you look for the light, you go to it, click your safety off, and shoot something, and yeah. then you, hey, then you go back to sleep. It's kind of <laughs> kind of funny, but and and people may not believe that, but that's I mean that's literally how how we would do it, and yeah. you didn't have to, you know, you could just tell by the motion of the light, the volume of the call, yeah. or something, and. uh you didn't have to say, "Hey, are you ready to shoot?" None of that. Yeah, you just know. And people don't, you know. They, there's a lot of people, especially the ones that are good at it on a consistent basis. That it's they're good shooters, but efficiency is everything. Hundred percent. I mean, you know, those I remember those. There were some people, and they're like, when when Casey and them guys killed sixty something, they're like, "There's no way." Yes, there is, man. I've I've yeah. been there. We killed thirty six with damn hand calls. Yeah, and if we'd have known to, you know, as soon as someone shoots one, somebody should be going out and getting it, dragging it back. And that way, yeah. when you're done with that stand, everything is either yep. back to the truck or on its way back. Yeah. So yeah, hell yeah, yeah, it can be done if you're in the right country. It's it's oh, very yeah. possible. It's it's all about efficiency and <laughs> you know shooting good and just knowing yeah. knowing your guys and and you're not going to do that by going and hunting with a guy once a year. Right. You know, it's just yeah. it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Well, that's the most. As far as contest hunting goes, that's the the most common denominator. You know, obviously, there's good land, there's good hunters, but the common denominator that a lot of people fail to understand is they work good as a team. You bet. And being good as a team turns into high efficiency. There's no wasted motions, no wasted time. No wasted time. You're that's just going, 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 going. I mean, that's it's very important to a contest hunter, which – a lot of people, like, which I never got to hunt with you and uh, JC yet, but I got to hunt with Nate and them when they were messing around one night. And they were far better than anybody else I'd been with you prior bet. to that, which I'd also hunted with a bunch of yahoos prior to that. So <laughs> they, it really, like, you know. It's, it. it's a whole different. Yeah. It's, it's a I mean, it's, it's night and day. People aren't even talking, and they're just shit dying, and yep. they're going to get in it. And you're, you're – to a next stand within just a few minutes, already going again. Like no one's 
getting out of the rack and for which they got big country right. which you can do that in it's a total different ball game to these people that just only contest hunt you know when they've been hunting together for years it's just it's vastly better you know you bet <laughs> you know which that's what it takes to really win these contests is be a super efficient team you know having everybody always goes points to well they got the best land that's their first go-to and it's like well that's just part of the equation still got to kill them you uh i've been to phenomenal places with a bunch of yahoos and not much died you know uh you got to be a good shot you got to work well as a team and uh just seems like everybody who's successful year in year out in some capacity or has been successful for years typically it's because they've been hunting together as a team for a long time yes yes and and it's just like uh jc and i you know even even when it's just me me and him hunting or hell if i'm hunting with with anybody just another guy because i I don't like hunting more than a couple of guys i'm i'm just weird like that but uh you know as soon as soon as one of us shoots something um you know the other guy will just hand take the remote off and hand it to the shooter and we'll crawl out and go get it and you know we still shoot a lot of stuff while the guy's dragging it back and he'll you know he'll he may drag it back he might climb up in there or if it's just one animal we might just wait till right at the end of the call sequence and you know switch the uh, remote to the other guy and you know go down and get it and then when he gets back to the truck that's the end of your call you know and it's just about it's like you said not wasting any time you can't waste any any time no not the contest no no not when you're doing that it's it's got to be um you got to be on your game and 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 getting after it using Mm -hmm. using every minute yeah for sure so as far as contest hunting is there anything else like that's notable that y'all do you know obviously there's no wasting time thing do y'all how's y'all scouting plan are y'all been hunting the same places so long you don't even have to scout anymore we just we do we hunt the same stuff Uh, me especially now jc he's got a bunch of He's got a whole bunch of country over there that I don't think we've – well, obviously we didn't hunt it any last year because his ass didn't hunt. But um, <laughs> he's got some stuff over there that we haven't hunted before. And and each year, you know, I may lose a place or gain a place. Yeah. And and uh, I don't turn anything away. If somebody's got a, a piece of property and it's big enough for me to pull in and mm-hmm. make a call, uh, people don't give those little spots like that enough credit. Because oh, I have a, a bunch of those little spots that, you know, I may not get more than two or three calls out of it. Yeah. But uh, nobody else asked for permission. And yeah. and so when October when October rolls around, this is what I do. When, when October rolls around and hunting season kicks off and everything, I start calling all my landowners at that yeah. point. And just because there were some last year that I didn't hunt on at all just because the hunting was so crappy and I just didn't mess with. But rest assured, I'll call and be like, hey, or, you know, shoot them a text, be like, hey, I didn't get to come, but, you know, coming back. Um, But just most of the stuff that we hunt, we've hunted for a long time. And we try not to hunt stuff more than once or twice. We do sometimes. And I I had to this year um, because I hunted by myself so much. But, um we we've gone to the same places so many times we just you know you, yeah. you don't have to scout now what i need to do and what i've thought about doing is a little bit more scouting as far as the big cat deal goes but yeah you know we've we've never really had uh felt like we even had a shot to place in that big cat deal i mean we've won most cats you know a few times we've won most cats one time but um those big cats there we don't we don't have those up around home like they yeah. do out here. Uh, a big cat for us is 28, 29 pounds. Yeah. But, you know, 28, 29 pound cat this year was yeah. is a money winner. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. That's that's uh, kind of got me thinking a little bit more about maybe, right. you know, trying to do a little bit more scouting. Especially with the, if it doesn't go to raining, I mean, hell, yeah. it's going to make it a lot easier and just find you some water. We didn't. Yep. I didn't. I, I literally seen one cat this year that i could have killed in all my contests that i hunted i seen one cat that i could have killed and that was uh my daughter was hunting with me and it was just a little old small cat come in on a place um the last big cat i had two come in and this is where it's not good to hunt by yourself because uh <laughs> i was up in the rack and if i would have had someone that could have got behind the wheel and eased the vehicle up i could have i felt confident that i could have killed them both but they're you know, they just come in, sat down. They wouldn't have no more of it and lost interest and left. And 
the second one in that contest it was the last big cat and the second one i drove right right past his ass driving in the place and i climb up in the rack and i look and I, hell i see his eyes right down there mm-hmm. you know he's not 10 15 yards off the road but i was like ah oh, hell that's a mule deer you know and uh, i get up there and i see it again and you know i'm not paying no attention had i you know got my head out of my butt and just sat down and looked <laughs> out of scene and and another reason I kind of you know just blew it off was because man its eyes was real far far apart. And I was yeah. Like, ah. Well, then it gets up in there and I realize it's a cat, and he <laughs> he eased out on me. So, but I know where he lives. So hopefully yeah. he's he's still there. And uh, but I, I didn't get a shot off at him, and we'll see next year. Maybe I need to put a camera up around there. You know, wouldn't so, hurt. It wouldn't hurt at all. I don't think. <laughs> but no, we don't we don't do anything special. We just. Uh, we know our good spots and and uh, you know what seems to hold what most of the time, and we just yeah. try to utilize it best we can for whichever contest we're in. JC's yeah. not a fan of the stringer hunts, if you haven't figured that out. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He doesn't. He hates foxes and he hates trying to get them, uh, as do I. But I'm I'm a lot more hard headed, I guess, than he is. Yeah. I, I still I'll still throw my money out there and, and go. <laughs> I told him the other day that after that last contest, I was like, JC, I said are you hunting next year? And he said, well, I plan on it. And I said, well, I hope the hell you do, because if not, I, I may have to possibly attempt to slap the shit out of you because <laughs> it's been, it's been a really crappy year and I need my buddy. I need my partner. I need some new country, yeah. to, you know, but, uh, he, he'll, he'll jump back in there. He's, yeah. uh, I don't see much of him since he's over there in the other County now, but yeah, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get back together next year and hopefully, you know, Get some attention at least, maybe. Right. Maybe pay yeah. our way. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think that how long we've been going, Fitz? Yeah, about an hour. Yeah, about an hour. It was about good. It's probably a good place to wrap it up for now. Cool. The next, I mean, at some point, I want both of y'all in here. Oh yeah, yeah, that would be a, <laughs> that. That would probably be a. Hoot. That's, I just want to do y'all individual first, and then. We'll get we need to get all of us in here with Clay. So me and JC with Clay. We've we've yeah. been uh, hunting against each other and stuff so much. That'd probably be pretty comical. And, and that's something you know I've never hunted with Clay. I don't know why we never have, but uh, we both talk about it all the time, but we never never yeah. have done it. Well, it's same me and Clay. I've been I've been supposed to go hunting with him for a couple of years now. Yeah, <laughs> we just can't ever put nothing together because I mean, obviously winter I'm hunting too, and I don't know. We'll figure it out. I mean, definitely want to get you and jc in here maybe i can swing it to when clay's here too or something yeah you, you bet know. i'd i'd love to come over here with jc it'd be that'd be that'd be pretty comical <laughs> get y'all both together and we'll we'll just have it a story hour <laughs> <laughs> no I, i'm but sure I, there's some good ones too I, I appreciate the invite it's it's, it's been enjoyable well we'll see you guys next time